Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Final hour of the Bill Michaels Show on this uh, Thursday, the 10th of December. I'm looking out my window, and it's beautiful. Blue skies, the bushes are green, barely blowing, and uh, one of my neighbors chopping wood right now. They've been cutting down trees for the last uh, couple of days, but uh, chopping wood right now out back, and uh, my two dogs are laying with me. Their dogs running around the backyard. It's just it's a picturesque scene, except for the fact that the trees are bare. You would swear it's, it's, it's you know, 80 degrees out. You know, they're actually out back in, like, long sleeve shirts, but, you know, nothing more than that. But, you know, the Great White Death is coming. You know it's going to be colder. You know it's the holiday season. I can't believe we're in December. It looks like I just got done cutting my grass. The grass is still green, for guys' sakes. So, we know it's coming. Enjoy today and a little bit of tomorrow, and then the weather is going to start to change. And depending on what part of the state you're in, is going to depend on how hard you get punched in the face, I guess. So, we'll hope that everybody remains safe and good and good to go. That being said, speaking of good to go, speaking of good to go, Giannis, Giannis is right now, uh, all the eyes are upon him. Is he going, and I just, I'm sitting here watching um, uh, the Four Letter Network. I was flipping through a little while ago, and I stopped because I saw a story on James Harden. James Harden, you know, putting out his list of teams that he's expanded the list of teams that he wouldn't mind being traded to. And that would be uh, the the Milwaukee Bucks would be on that list, which make it makes us all go. Wait a minute, what? Paul George, by the way, has now signed the uh, the max extension with the Clippers, guaranteeing him two hundred twenty six million over the next five years. So Paul George is remaining in L A to stay with the Clippers under the supermax. Okay, so with him signing that, you wonder when Giannis is going to sign his, or if Giannis is waiting for something else. What may what might that something else be? You know, so this is Giannis uh, saying, that, "Look, uh, the, the contract—it's it, not on my mind right now." You said that it's on my mind. It's not. It's not on my mind. What's on my mind is playing basketball, improving every day, and that's what's going to be always on my mind. Um, and that's what I've been doing since day one, and it's never going to change. I can guarantee you that. Even year eight or year twenty-five, it's not going to change. Obviously, it's a big decision, as I said earlier. 
but I just I just try to focus in what I can do. This is not in my hands. Um, the discussion is between uh, my agent, John Horst, the Bucks ownership, and they're taking care of that. I cannot. I'm not trying to speed up the process. I'm not trying to uh, be involved in that. Obviously, it's something that stresses every player out. Um, and as you said, this is on my mind, but it's not on my mind. I try to put it out of my mind. And uh, you're the guys asking me these questions all the time. So you guys put it back on my mind. But as I said, it's, they're going to handle those discussions. I'm going to handle what I got to do on the court. And uh, everything's going to be good. Did you get that? Did you understand that? I think that uh, that comment, the gist of the comment is it's not on my mind, okay? We keep bringing up it's on his mind. But did you hear that? Did you understand what he was saying there? It, it's, you know, Sam. I know you have that con- that 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 comment there again. Listen, listen to this again. It, 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 yeah, I want to play it again. Listen to this again because what he says, there's not a lot of negotiation to this. It, it's the supermax. Do you want it? You know, you know he said I mean? that is on but, my mind. It's not. It's not on my mind. What's on my mind is playing basketball improving every day and that's what's going to be always on my mind um and that's what i've been doing since day one and it's never going to change i can guarantee you that even year eight or year 25 it's not going to change obviously it's a big decision as i said earlier but i just i just try to focus in what i can do this is not in my hands um the discussion is between uh, my agent john horse the box ownership and they're taking care of that I cannot. I'm not trying to speed up the process. I'm not trying to uh, be involved in that. Obviously, it's something that stresses every player out. Um, and as you said, this is on my mind, but it's not on my mind. I try to put it out of my mind. And uh, you're the guys asking me these questions all the time. So you guys put it back on my mind. But as I said, this, they're going to handle those discussions. I'm going to handle what I got to do on the court. And uh, everything's going to be good. Okay. I, I guess maybe I'm just dumb. The, what discussions? They're going to handle those discussions. I, I mean, I get it that there's going to be some dialogue, but th- this is kind of cut and dry. Sam and Evan, you guys are Bucks enthusiasts back in the studio. Are you, is, is there something I'm missing here? No. And yesterday's press conference like wasn't exactly what I was hoping to hear. But it didn't really make me feel comfortable. I guess if that's what right. the end goal was. So I, I, I guess you know I get it. Uh, you know he hasn't signed it yet. But when it, it comes to discussion, Evan, is there anything that you're missing that you're you're? Does it bother you that he hasn't signed it? Because to me, I this is a supermax. Sign it or not, right? See, there there are a couple of different things that are still in play here, and I do like. I, I think his agent told him what to say during that press conference yesterday, and he did a very good job of not tipping his cap one way or another, said that he is focused on basketball, and if ever there was a guy that I believe is truly focused on basketball, it's Giannis. So what I think is happening is, they obviously, you don't have to negotiate the money when you're dealing with a max deal. So what they're probably negotiating on is the amount of years. Giannis may necessarily not not want to sign that five-year extension. He may want to do something like what LeBron has done, what Kawhi Leonard has done, where they sign like a two-year deal or a three-year deal with a player option, something like that. So 
That's what they could be doing right now. I'm not too worried. If it comes to December 21st and that deadline passes, yeah, I will be extremely scared. But for now, I think they're just working out the years. Giannis is focused on getting ready for the season, and that's pretty much where we stand right now. That's See, that's what I was thinking, that it's not the Supermax. It's not going to be the five years, 220-plus million bucks. That's not it. It's that this would be, hey – I want a, a, a shorter period of time. Max me out on a shorter period of time because I want to see. And and, and that, I, I guess on one hand, I can say, hey, it's his right to do it. I, he's earned it. Good for him. On the other hand, I can say, is that, is that Giannis's way of saying, I'm going to give you a chance, but when I really hit my prime, you know, if you're not living up to your end of the bargain, I'm Bolton. And to me, I, I guess, does that smack of a little bit of mistrust? You know, I, I mean, if, if he's saying, you know, I don't know if I really, I don't know if you're going to live up to your end of the bargain. So why don't we make it a short period of time so I don't sign this long-term deal and you guys just stick me with a bunch of rum-dums, and we never really get better, and you're just trying to get us to the postseason every year just so you can make money, and you're really not concentrating on winning a championship. Because I, I want to win a championship. Because Giannis is going to have more money than God. His shoe deal alone pays him over $20 million a year. So Giannis has got plenty of money. He's set for life. This contract sets his, his like, five generations up for the rest of their life. So I – that to, that's why when he said that, I thought, you know, that just doesn't doesn't jibe well, doesn't sit. And I'm not saying that Gian, it's Giannis's fault, but going through some of the stuff over on Facebook, on Facebook, uh, on the Facebook fan page, and over on Twitter, um, I've gotten a couple of these, and I thought it was interesting. David writes. I haven't heard any Milwaukee sports radio for a while, and I'm curious to know if anybody is getting tired of being held hostage by Giannis. If he doesn't want to be a buck, just trade him. And no. You know, no, nobody's, nobody's, I I don't feel you're being held hostage. This is the NBA, unfortunately. You know, those over the age of 40, like myself, it, it may sound like old school. Ah, come on. If you don't want to be a part of the team, get the hell out of here. You know, but this is the NBA today. Unlike pretty much any other sport, you got the power. The NBA players have the power. So that's why it's kind of like, no, this is what it is. This is what it is. Eric says uh, he's probably waiting to find out who they're going to put around him. Do you think if they bring in James Harden, he would then want to bolt? Well, Eric, first two things. One, if they are considering trading for James Harden, who, if you're just tuning us in, James Harden is listed in Milwaukee as one of the possible landing spots if indeed he has traded, if a deal can be worked out. But we all know that him and Giannis have had words, we'll say, back and forth. So... Uh, first of all, you'd go to Giannis and say, hey, we're not just going to bring in James Harden and say, hey, by the way, Merry Christmas, here's James Harden. They're not going to do that. They would talk to Giannis and Giannis's agent first, okay? 
Secondly, if they bring in James Harden, don't you think then that Giannis would get the sense that they are going for it? They're not bringing in just another sidekick. They're bringing in 1B. You know, Giannis is 1A and they're bringing in 1B. Giannis can clear the lane. Giannis can dribble drive. He can Euro step. He can slam it home. He can play defense. He's Mr. He's Mr. Two. Drew Holiday can be a hell of a support role guy. Lopez is going to get you the blocks down low. He's going to be your defender. And then James Harden's going to be your go-to cutthroat cat on the outside. They're going for it. So I look at it as if they would bring in James Harden, they're going for it. So Giannis would then say, Yes, these guys are putting their money where their mouth is. 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. I mean, I, like I said, I got some people saying, you know, talk Packers. Well, we've talked a lot of Packers. We're going to talk Packers tonight, too, coming up on the Bill Michaels Huddle, brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer. That's 6-8 to eight tonight. Lily Zhao from Fox 6, also Scott Grodsky, CBS 58. That's going to all happen tonight. But this is something that's rather interesting. Because Giannis has endeared himself to the state. He wants to be here. He said he wants to be here. But there is something in what he just said, talking about, quote, John Horst, ownership and his agent, in the negotiations, something that isn't going to come out to be just sign the Supermax, unless they get some kind of guarantee, other than just guaranteeing him a ton of money. 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. I want to get your thoughts on this. Go ahead and give us a shout. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back. We are glad you are with us. Giannis saying there's more negotiations. His uh, his agent will handle it. What? Wait, what? More negotiations. 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. Hey, coming up after the bottom of the hour, don't forget, uh, we're going to hear from Devontae Adams of the Green Bay Packers sitting down and chatting with the media. Going to hear from him coming up here in just a little while, so stay tuned for that. But uh, that's about 10, 15 minutes away. Uh, in the meantime, talking about this, uh, about Giannis, he still has not signed the Supermax, and uh, there is a possibility that he could sh- sign for a shorter period of time. This segment sponsor brought to you by Massage Envy Capital Drive in Brookfield. Introductory offer right now for a customized facial, just 60 bucks. Buy $110 in uh, gift cards, and you get a free hour service. Free, F-R-E-E, not three, but free Call 262-786-5060. That's 262-786-5060. Uh, let's get to the phone calls as we got some people that uh, want to talk a little bit about this. Brian listening to us in Bering. Brian, how you doing today, man? What's up? Hey, Bill. How you doing, bud? Good, man. What's happening? Um, if Hopefully, Yamas don't leave. I really like him, and I know the whole state likes him. They lose a lot of fans, I know, if Yamas would go. 
But if we would happen to get Harden, you ever watch Yamas and Harden? Harden's kind of a ball hog where Yamas tears the ball right. with the team. Yep. I think yeah, they, 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 get sick you're of right. I, I, you know, and they've had some bad blood. Remember when, you know, Harden called Giannis out a little bit for not winning the MVP a couple years ago, you know? So, yeah, it's, it's, I can't imagine it happening. We talked about it before, and our, uh, you know, internal capologist, Evan Heffelfinger behind the glass, says it would take Middleton, it would take a first-round draft choice way in the future, D.J. Uh, uh, Wilson, and then, uh, and then obviously, um, God, God, who else do we say? Dante. Dante DiVincenzo. There you go. It would take those three to get the deal done. So uh, Josh says the same thing. How about doing uh, Chris Middleton, Dante DiVincenzo, and DJ Wilson for Harden? You would also have to probably throw in a draft choice there. But uh, that, if you were going to do the deal, that would make the most sense. And uh, Josh also says if Giannis doesn't sign by the 21st, the Bucks should trade him and get the biggest haul they can for him or just trade him now and get some good talent for him, maybe get two really good players in a draft pick or trade for James Harden and bring him in. So uh, uh, Trayvon says, I love K-Mid, uh, but trade K-Mid, uh, Deontay and D.J. Wilson, or Dante and D.J. Wilson, he'll throw in a second-round draft pick for Harden and P.J. Tucker. Our starting five is Holiday, Harden, Tucker, Giannis, and Lopez, and our bench is nasty as well. That's 100% win. That would be, um, yeah, can see it. You've got a you've got a guy that can handle the basketball. You've got a shooter. You've got a defender, a lockdown defender, and another shooter. And Drew Holiday. You obviously have the rim protector and such in the middle between Giannis and and Lopez. Yeah, your starting five would be would be unbelievably, or at least seemingly on paper, unbelievably dominant. Can't argue with that. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Again, eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. I just thought it was rather interesting what Giannis didn't say, and he didn't say he, I'm going to sign it. Don't worry about it. You remember, he just said, "Yeah, well, we'll, you know, they're they're negotiating." And I thought, wait a minute, you know. Um, Justin says, "No ball hoggers over here. We play team basketball." This one from Bert who says, "Think about it. The pressure that Harden could take off of Giannis offensively would turn." Giannis into a freak of nature on the defensive end, creating fast break opportunities. Um, they already do that, and they do it pretty well. Craig says, do it, make it happen, turn Milwaukee into a super team. And Dwayne says, all the people that are saying no, they don't want Harden because he's a ball hog, will be the first ones to go out and buy the jerseys if they win a championship. Yeah, but they, they wouldn't go out and buy Harden jerseys necessarily. You know, they'd probably buy – the Giannis sales would go through the roof. Uh, Brian says, I'll, I'll take Harden if Harden shaves off that ridiculous beard. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And Jason says they had no locker room after the bubble. Uh, the team has been dismantled. Do whatever you need to do to win a championship. Keep, championship. Keep all of the court distractions away from you. Um. Then uh, Andrew says, how do you make the money work? Well, we talked about that a little bit. And then uh, Joe says, hell no, selfish player, doesn't work in a team sport, won't happen. 
Sean, oh, God, here we go again. Whenever a player becomes available, all the Wisconsin teams are a possible landing spot, but it never happens. So stop trying to fill the air time by playing the what-if game, building up hype and hope only to disappoint people in the end. We're not disappointing people. I never I never brought it up. James Harden brought it up. He said, look, I'm Philadelphia, Miami, Milwaukee. And, Sean, again, I'll go back to my opening statement to this. The appreciation – the appreciation for this is not necessarily that James Harden wants to come here or would be willing to come here, okay? That's not the appreciation. The appreciation is, for the first time in a long time, you have a true – I don't. he's not on the same level as LeBron and Giannis and such, even Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, but he's close. And you've got what's considered to be one of the game's superstars saying – yeah, I'd go to Milwaukee. When was the last time that happened? I'm talking a big-name player. I'm not talking, you know, those upper-mid-level guys. I'm talking a superstar saying, I'll give, I, I, I would consider going to my, Milwaukee. You know what I mean? That doesn't happen here. That's why this is something you talk about. You know, I've said all along, it's just nice to be mentioned in the same breath. Everybody wants to go. For a long time, it was New York, Boston, or L.A. Now, it's Miami, Brooklyn, L.A., you know, those teams. Philadelphia, a little bit, you know, as they've had some success. But now, who's one of the most successful teams in the, in the, in the NBA? Short of, and again, I'm throwing that as the, as the uh, you know, asterisk. But short of the championship, who else is there? The Bucks have been one of the most successful franchises, specifically over the last few years. They just haven't been able to get over the top. And it's taken the, quote, super team to nip them. So I'm, I'm all for it. You know, and I'm all for it being recognized in that sense. Put it this way. I'm sitting here watching a four-letter network. And between the Tiger documentary that they're promoting – and basketball, the NBA, between James Harden and the Milwaukee Bucks, all they keep showing is Harden, Giannis, uh, Tiger. That's what it's been. Harden, Giannis, Tiger. Giannis, Harden, Tiger. Tiger, Harden, Giannis. Uh, it just – that's what they've been showing. So it's nice the fact – because we talk all the time. We have this inferiority complex to the bigger cities. We always say, hey, you know, we want to be recognized too. What about us? Well – now you're getting the recognition. I don't shy away from it. I just think do what's best for the organization. 855-830-8648. If you want to chime in, do it. Devontae Adams, wide receiver for your Green Bay Packers. Uh, he spoke to the media yesterday, and uh, he uh, you're going to hear his comments when we come back. So stay tuned for that. By the way, all of our breakdowns and such, uh, we talk about BetQL, the BetQL app. Uh, be smarter. Bet, uh, beat the books. You know, Download the BetQL app. Do it today. Go to BetQL, B-E-T-Q-L, BetQL.com today. And, and reminder, it's not a betting app. It's a tool, though, for people who use the data to make better bets. You know, it's that simple. So go to BetQL.com or just download the BetQL app. You're good to go. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
On top of the world right now, yeah. Weather-wise, and then uh, tomorrow the Great White Death hits. As we start to make the turn towards the uh, towards the holidays. And uh, tomorrow, you know what? You finally get to a weekend where you think it might be a little bit warm. Maybe you venture out, do a little shopping. And then uh, they're predicting everything from, like I said, uh, something you could brush off with a broom to... 10 inches of snow. We'll see what actually happens depending on what area of the, of the state you live in. I know Madison out in that area is expecting more. Uh, I was looking at the Wausau uh, affiliate uh, a little bit earlier today, and that's expecting uh, a little bit more depending on what area you're coming from. There could be some possible freezing rain. Milwaukee, it just depends on which way the, the front, or the, you know, as the cold front goes through, which way it pushes. If it goes a little bit north and west, well, you get a trace. If you go a little bit south and east, then... Gird your loins there, sister, <laughs> because we're going to be up to our wahoos in it. So we'll wait and see. Devontae Adams on what made the difference for him this season with the numbers that he is putting up. Year to year, the, the team is going to be different just as far as the personnel you have and how you decide to use certain people. So I think just based off how we started the year off um, with, I think it was like 16 targets or whatever, um, and converting on 14 of them is, is, you know, we got off on the right foot. And I think last year we didn't necessarily get off on that foot um, along with the injuries and stuff that went with it. But um, even in, even in 18, we didn't have those type of games to start off the season to where it kind of put everything and let you let us know um, players and coaches that, you know, when, when I'm targeting, when I have opportunities that it, it translates up to, to the offense doing well. So um I think that that's been a, a, a little bit of a change as far as the the urgency and the awareness to to try to get me involved early. And uh, any game that we do that, I feel like we're able to move the ball and it results in a you know a great game for us as a team as a whole. So, yeah. So when you talk about getting guys involved early, I've said for Marquez Valdez Scanling to have a successful game, you got to get him involved early. He's saying, look, you get me involved early, it, it just kind of engages you. That might be just the way for any particular player, for that matter. Uh, then uh, Devontae Adams was asked why the Packers games. Regarding the Lions, you go to Ford Field, these games have just gone down to the wire. Why is that? I don't. I have no idea. I don't know. It's like uh, it might be in the in the AC that they got in there. They might be putting something in the AC, like a little bit of, like some drowsy shit or something, because I don't, I don't know why. But every seems, I mean, it proves true every year since like 2015. We haven't done well in the first half, and we got to come out and try to save our butts by playing as hard as possible in the second half. Um, so being aware of that, that's something that Matt made us aware of. So it's something that we definitely want to go in with a different um, energy starting off that game just so we can get on the right foot, um, put ourselves in a good spot going into halftime to where we just got to finish the game. We don't want to be saying, hey, let's finish, meaning come back from a huge deficit and, you know, leaving points on the board. You know, we, we've we've – put ourselves in a bad spot in multiple different ways. Um, you know, all, all phases really um, throughout the first half of, of some of these games or even a, a full game and a couple of them. So we just got to come out hot and um, aware that, you know, we've been playing a little sleepy the way the way we started off the games out there. And now that we're, you know, fully aware of that, hopefully that, that energy is different. Then when you look at the weapons they have, you got a guy like Kenny Galladay, the wide receiver. He's got a hip injury, didn't practice. The defensive end, Austin Bryant, he's got a thigh injury. But then you look at the the, the secondary. When you go up against their corners, their safety, C.J. Moore, he's got an ankle issue. He's not practicing. Jeff Akuda, who they drafted, to really kind of bolster the secondary. He's not practicing. So the question then is, 
you know, does the game plan change when you've got these top two corners and their defensive backs and some of the guys on the defensive front when these guys are out of the game? Um, I don't, I mean, I don't really pay too much attention. I mean, as everybody in the world knows by now, I don't, that's not, that's not really how I approach the game as far as who, who's guarding me. Um, so I just, you know, however they decide to come out, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do much about it as far as what I can, I can't choose the covers they're in. So I just got to go, uh, just go do me. And, and like, you, like we talked about earlier on in this interview, just diagnose coverage and, and realize what they're in that way, you know, I can get the jump and, and be in an advantageous, uh, um, leverage or a situation as, as many times as possible. So I feel like I do a pretty good job with diagnosing that and seeing it so I can play fast and, uh, you know, outsmart them when they think that they've done that to us. And, uh, yeah, just just go go play fast and, and win. Um, you've got the the defense. Remember, is it Darius Smith, Preston Smith? You had Kenny Clark. They went to Mike Pettin and they said, hey, um, there's some things here just, you know, ain't working. Can we just discuss? And they did. And they got them working, or at least they got more comfort. So Adams was asked whether or not the offensive players will get collectively together or individually, or what have you. Have they get? Do they get together to talk about the game plan the way the defense did with Mike Pettin? Yeah, all the time. I feel like that's a weekly thing for us. I don't really know how they communicate over there, but we got a pretty open line of communication in the in the offensive room, especially as it pertains to you know the leaders, me, Mercedes. Uh, you know, obviously Mercedes is not going to have as many complaints pass game wise, but some things or not complaints, but, you know, just concerns or whatever it is, you know, if I don't like a route based off of down and distance or whatever, um, the coaching staff has been more than um, open-minded to, you know, listening to the guys who know what they're talking about. you know, the rookies come out talking about whatever, I'm sure it would be um, taken a little different, but the guys who've been out there on the battlefield and and done it together um, for years and years. And we obviously been on the same page for a lot longer than what, Matt has been here. So with that, I feel like he's, he comes in with a really open mind and allows us to kind of share how we feel about stuff, whether that's in meetings or during the game, um, just to communicate. And it's something that he actually asks us to do. It's not just something that we just decided to do. He wants to have that uh, that communication just so that we can just all stay on the same page. So, um, yes, I'd say it's a weekly, if not daily thing for us over there in the, in the offensive room. So, Devontae Adams, you go back to that 2018 season, okay? where he had 1,386 yards. Uh, I think he had over 110 catches. Um, I mean, it was just – it was crazy. He was just putting up uh, ridiculous numbers. I think it was the highest total of touchdowns in his career. I think it was 13. He had 12 one time. I think it was about 2016. He had 13, you know, touchdowns. This year he's already got 13 touchdowns. He's got over 1,000 yards already. And he's only at, what, 84, 85 catches, something like that. So – you know, the question then posed to him is, you know, when you look at this season as opposed to that season back in 2018, how 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 much of a different player are you? I just continue to grow. I feel like, you know, before there's things that I did well, um, but, you know, I always try to find and, you know, you remember the tweet a couple of years ago that I tweeted out saying that I was trying to expand my release package and everybody's mind blown. Like, how is how can he do that? Um, you know, but it's just it's just. The small things. It's not. It's not necessarily. You know, saying I'm gonna get. You know, run a comeback route. You know, this way versus how I did last year. It's just more so. You know, the different different mind games that I play. I feel like there's different edges that I can get just based off of. You know, I've come all all before and like literally will stare down a portion of the field and without looking at the DB and then the DB will see me looking at that portion of the field 
And from that, he's gathering that that's where I'm running to when really I'm running across the field the other way. So certain things like that, that I just, you know, try and practice or I'll try in a game and see how it works. And, you know, if I come out here and I stare down the left side of the field, which just won't matter because in the heat of the moment, people, I mean, it's just too much is happening. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't do it very often. So that's also why I'm sharing this, but I'll come out here and stare at the left side of the field without looking at the DB. And then, you know, I can just kind of feel him in his mind checking a box like, yeah, he's running a route releasing out this way toward me when really my route will be, you know, I'll be running a shallow across the ball this way. And just different little nuances that I try to pick up on or, uh, you know, different things that can give me an edge pre-snap and continuing to evaluate coverage and just playing fast. I think that some of the things that I've done well is obviously releasing off the ball, but some that I've done over the years, like really the past two years since 18 is started to simplify a lot of what I've done. And, you know, it's not as much footwork. It's more, um, you know, they, they respect what I have done and what, what I can do to where now I just play fast and take off half the time. And they don't even realize, you know, they were sitting there waiting for, for some footwork and here I am speed releasing. So um, just understanding different situations was what times are better to use whatever and, uh, you know, adjusting from there. So there you go. Devontae Adams talking to the media yesterday as he was kind of, you know, breaking it down and getting ready for not only his season, but uh, for the Detroit Lions coming up this weekend, afternoon game, late afternoon game, 325 start over there at Ford Field. Reminder, the Green and Gold postgame show immediately following Green Bay and Detroit. Gary Ellerson and I are going to be breaking it all down and getting your reaction to that contest and kind of taking away from that one as to what we think, uh, you know, we found out about the Green Bay Packers, if anything, if you can find out anything this, this late in the season. But you you got another good quarterback. you got a defensive front that is trying to, you know, still find itself. Uh, their secondary is a little bit banged up. So how much do the Packers take advantage of that? Turnovers, uh, the turnover, Shannon Sullivan's pick six in the last contest was a momentum shift for that team, uh, for both teams, really. I mean, the Packers were starting to go to their heels a little bit. It didn't seem like the game was, you know, going to all of a sudden turn on a dime. But you know what? Detroit went down the first two times and just scored. And you thought, whoa, wait a minute. This looks like a different Detroit uh, Detroit Lions team. And then all of a sudden you get uh, a couple of uh, three and outs, you get a pick six, and next thing you know you're off and running. The Packers were putting up some astronomical numbers when it came to the offense, and they walk away with a pretty easy win. So we'll see what happens over there at a, a kind of – I don't want to say a house of horrors, but it's just always been a very tough place to play. And Detroit coming off of that – that come from behind win last week that they got up with Daryl Bevel as their new head, the interim head coach over the Chicago Bears. Um, sometimes that just breathes. You get rid of the old stale air and a guy like Matt Patricia, and it, it just breathes a new sense of life into your organization. And maybe these guys only a game back in the playoff standings. They're not going to lay down, so it's going to be an interesting contest this coming weekend over at Ford Field. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll wrap it up next to the Bill Michael Show. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers had to place three players on IR after Sunday's win over the Eagles. Safety Raven Green with a shoulder. Defensive lineman Billy Wynn, triceps. And returner Tyler Irvin with an ankle. Does this mean the Packers will go to newly acquired Tavon Austin? 
Matt LaFleur. As far as Tavon's concerned, yeah, I, he's got to be ready to go. Even though the Packers lost guard Lane Taylor for the season and center Corey Lindsley's on IR, Green Bay's offensive line dominated the Bears and the Eagles' defense the past two weeks. What's been the key? Left guard Lucas Patrick. I think the leaders on this team have been uh, really keen on keeping us sharp. Uh, you can roll out there with confidence against these good fronts and know you're probably going to do well because, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, you've put the work in. Aaron Rodgers was named the NFC Offensive Player of the Week and was asked for his reaction to Kenny Clark and the Smith brothers meeting with Mike Pettin last week to tell the defensive coordinator his game plans were too complicated. Our player-led teams are the best teams, in my opinion. Coaches aren't going to go out on the field and play for us. That's Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Final segment of the Bill Michaels Show before we get out of here. Tonight, coming up on the program, we've got the Bill Michaels Huddle, which is going to take place 6-8 to eight tonight. We get you ready for the uh, the Packers and the Lions coming up over at Ford Field this weekend. It's brought to you by our friends at Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. Lily Zhao from uh, Fox 6 in Milwaukee going to be joining us. Scott Grodsky from CBS 58 as well. So we're going to be uh, you know, talking about everything in the NFL, the Packers, the Lions, and obviously everything else that's going on. So... That coming up tonight on many of these same stations, 6 to 8 this evening. And uh, if you can track us down on the affiliates, great. If you can't, the Radio.com app is a great way to do it. Always, you can go to BillMichaelSports.com and click on the Listen Live link, and you can find us there. Look for me over on the Facebook fan page. We do some Facebook Live tonight. Going to be back at that, and which is awesome. So uh, I'm, I've got everything worked back out again, so we're going to be back live tonight. Really looking forward to uh, chatting with you on Facebook as well. A uh, lot of reaction pouring into everything we talked about today. First of all, Steve, our buddy Stephen Richfield says, I'm always leery of the Lions. Have you, as you discussed earlier, the Lions always seem to give the Packers fits. The Lions are going to be up for this divisional game, and Daryl Bevel will have that team ready to go. The coaching change will have the Lions playing loose and more aggressive. I actually look at the game as a shootout. I think they're going to prevail, but it's not going to be a cakewalk uh, like some people think it will be. I hope the Packers prove me wrong and stomp them, but I have an uneasy juju going into this game. That's our buddy Steve in Ridgefield. So, gotcha. Uh, by the way, uh, a buddy of mine, Josh, sent me the odds uh, coming out of Vegas at Sports Betting AG. And you can always get a lot of the information from our friends at BetQL, too. With And that's not a betting app. It just merely gives you a lot of stats and all that kind of stuff. But um, James Harden next team where he's likely to end up. Milwaukee is second to last. Miami, then Brooklyn, then Toronto, then Philadelphia, Boston, Denver, then Milwaukee, then the Clippers. And so there you have it. Harden, will he be traded by the NBA's trade deadline? The yes is a 150, plus 150 on the line. The no is 200, minus 200. So... And the opening lines on that were plus 500 for yes and, and minus 800 for no. So 
eh, likelihood of him being traded. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, our buddy Kyle says, hey, hello, guys. The Bucks should get James Harden. Go for it. Uh, go Bucks! Packers are going to win 35-20. Go Pack Go, Kyle from Final Line. Kyle always saying hello. Uh, Dwayne says, the Giannis talk starting to really bother me. I understand that he and the Bucks have time, but what is there to really think about? The length of the contract, and that's it. Look what the Bucks have done for him. His brother's on the team, literally warming the bench. Okay, great. Bought in, brought in and signed Bledsoe. Now he's gone and just brought in Holiday. Signed Middleton to the large max deal. New state-of-the-art stadium and training facility, on and on and on. Make up your mind, dude. If he does go elsewhere down the road, he will be the most hated athlete and hypocrite by the uh, state of Wisconsin fans. There I said it. See you Saturday. How are we looking? That's our buddy Dwayne. I don't – depends on the circumstances. You know, when it comes to Giannis, it would be if he was – let's say he signs two years and – the organization really doesn't put its money where its mouth is. Now, that whole, quote, meeting between Giannis and ownership at the end of the year, did that happen? You know, Giannis was saying, no, I didn't really meet with anybody. We, You know, I don't know where that came from. So we were thinking that, you know, there's a promise out there. They met with Giannis. Yes, we're going to go over the, uh, the t- luxury tax if we have to. We got you covered. We're going to do it. Did that even happen? You know? So – Giannis kind of brought that into question. So now Giannis signs a five-year Supermax or a two-year deal. Regardless, he's going to sit back and say, eh, okay, I want to see if you put your money where your mouth is. There you have it. All right, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and get out of here. We're going to come back in a few hours as the Bill Michaels huddle comes up tonight. Six to eight on many of these same stations. Look forward to that. Talking a lot more Packers football, Packers, Lions, all that kind of good stuff. That's coming up later on this evening. Radio Joe's in the seat tomorrow. And then don't forget about the Green and Gold postgame show coming up immediately following Green Bay and Detroit on Sunday. Looking forward to that as well. So if I don't talk to you, I'll talk to you tonight. But if I don't talk to you between now and then, you know, avoid the great white death and stay safe. We'll talk again on Sunday after the game. Time for us to go. Have a going. Soup. Station strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.